Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 21. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira. And uh, really glad for today. And let me pray uh, for the passage and for our reflection as well. Heavenly Father, we ask for your wisdom and for your blessing. And uh, we ask for your guidance through this. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay. I'm reading the two chapters, Amos 1 and 2. But luckily, it's from the message, the MSG, which makes me marginally happy. Yeah, so it's going to be what, like 9,000 pages It'll be now. even longer, yes. Yeah. Okay, let me get started while I have time, while the sun is with us. <laughs> the message of Amos, one of the shepherds of Tekoa that he received on behalf of Israel. It came to him in visions during the time that Uzziah was king of Judah and Jeroboam the second son of Joash was king of Israel, two years before the big earthquake. Subheading, swallowing the same old lies. The message... God, God roars from Zion, shouts from Jerusalem. The thunderclap voice withers the pastures tended by shepherds, shrivels Mount Carmel's proud peak. God's message. Because of the three great sins of Damascus, make that four, I'm not putting up with her any longer. She pounded Gilead to a pulp, pounded her senseless with iron hammers and mauls. For that, I'm setting the palace of Heziel on fire. I'm torching Ben-Hadad's forts, I'm going to smash the Damascus gates and banish the crime king who lives in Sin Valley, the vice boss who gives orders from Paradise Palace. The people of the land will be sent back to where they came from, to Kir, God's decree. God's message, because of the three great sins of Gaza, make that four, I'm not putting up with her any longer. She deported whole towns and then sold the people to Edom. For that I'm burning down the walls of Gaza, burning up all her forts. I'll banish the crime king from Ashdod, the vice boss from Ashkelon. I'll raise my fist against Ekron, and what's left of the Philistines will die. God's decree. God's message. Because of the three great sins of Tyre, make that four, I'm not putting up with her any longer. She deported whole towns to Edom, breaking the treaty she had with her kin. For that I'm burning down the walls of Tyre, burning up all her forts. God's message. Because of the three great sins of Edom, make that four, I'm not putting up with her any longer. She hunts down her brother to murder him. She has no pity, she has no heart. Her anger rampages day and night, her meanness never takes a time out. For that I'm burning down her capital, Teman, burning up the forts of Bozra. God's message. Because of the three great sins of Ammon, make that four, I'm not putting up with her any longer. She ripped open pregnant women in Gilead to get more land for herself. For that I'm burning down the walls of her capital, Rabbah, burning up her forts, battle shouts, war whoops, with a tornado to finish things off. The king has been carted off to exile, the king and his princes with him. God's decree. Chapter 2, God's message. Because of the three great sins of Moab make that four, I'm not putting up with her any longer. She violated the corpse of Edom's king, burning it to cinders. For that I'm burning down Moab, burning down the forts of Kerioth. Moab will die in the shouting, go out in the blare of war trumpets. I'll remove the king from the center and kill all his princes with him. 
God's decree. God's message. Because of the three great sins of Judah, make that four, I'm not putting up with them any longer. They rejected God's revelation, refused to keep my commands, but they swallowed the same old lies that got their ancestors onto dead-end roads. For that I'm burning down Judah, burning down all the forts of Jerusalem. Subheading, destroyed from the roots up. God's message. Because of the three great sins of Israel, make that four, I'm not putting up with them any longer. They buy and sell upstanding people. People for them are only things, ways of making money. They'd sell a poor man for a pair of shoes. They'd sell their own grandmother. They grind the penniless into the dirt, shove the luckless into the ditch. Everyone and his brother sleeps with the sacred whore, a sacrilege against my holy name. Stuff they've extorted from the poor is piled up at the shrine of their god. While they sit around drinking wine, they've conned from their victims. In contrast, I was always on your side. I destroyed the Amorites who confronted you. Amorites with the statues, with the stature of great cedars, tough as thick oaks. I destroyed them from the top branches down. I destroyed them from the roots up. And yes, I'm the one who delivered you from Egypt, led you safely through the wilderness for 40 years, and then handed you the country of the Amorites like a piece of cake on a platter. I raised up some of your young men to be prophets, set aside your best youth for training and holiness. Isn't this so, Israel? God's decree. But you made the youth in training break training, and you told the young prophets, Don't prophesy. You're too much for me. I'm hard-pressed to the breaking point. I'm like a wagon piled high and overloaded, creaking and groaning. When I go into action, what will you do? There's no place to run, no matter how fast you run. The strength of the strong won't count. Fighters won't make it. Skilled archers won't make it. Fast runners won't make it. Chariot drivers won't make it. Even the bravest of all your warriors won't make it. He'll run off for dear life, stripped naked. God's decree. That was good. That was good. Mm. Well read. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So here's our question uh, for today, looking at the message paraphrase as well. Uh, In popular culture... Prophets are often portrayed as borderline personalities. I love that. How would you explain a prophet to someone who has little understanding of faith? I don't know. I I need a prophet explained to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, if you think about all the prophets that we've had in the Bible and uh, most of the descriptions of who would be described as a prophet, they have had, some have had to do some pretty outrageous things and bizarre things uh, like lying on their side or or messages that are not very popular or very, very risky and, and so very, very difficult. Well, there are all these instances in the Bible where people prophesy, like there's a time when Samuel, I think, tells Saul that he's going to prophesy. And then Saul happens to see this group of prophets also prophesying. And then he kind of jumps in and starts prophesying himself. And it just makes me think, what does that even mean? What does it mean to prophesy? Why would a whole bunch of people be standing around prophesying? Like, how can anybody even hear themselves <laughs> talking? And what are they prophesying about? And what, what's the point of doing this? And like why this, do we have it if you have a very clear message to say, okay, I can get that. He's giving them a warning. Although, given that there seems to be no way out of this warning, I don't even understand what the hmm. point is of giving the warning. It's not like with... Um, Jonah, who was sent to Nineveh to tell them to repent, that feels more like that's a a prophet, Mm. like, do this, and if you don't, 
these are the consequences. Mm-hmm. But if you do, everything's cool, right? I, think, I, think I, I don't depends. understand the it point depends. of just ranting at people it for depends. no reason. Yeah, well, it depends on the on the purpose of the of the actual message and uh, what the message is supposed to elicit or encourage or or, or nudge you towards or or decree upon, right? So right. and and. This book in particular, Amos, Amos chapter 3, eventually we'll get to that, that section inside there where God says through Amos, is, look, I don't do anything really without revealing it through my prophets because this is going to become a, a major question for them because they are like horrified to hear this message. And this is not a popular message. This would not be um, a sermon to be preached in church that would be welcomed by a lot of people. Well, um, no, of course not. No, it would not be. Uh, it'd be. It'd be. Although they must have been yet, happy about the first part, because aren't all those people their enemies? Yes, they were happy with the first part. It was the it was the words that were spoken uh, in later chapter on. Two, chapter about two, them. yeah, and it, and it gets it gets heavy in some other sections as well. And I think, but the, yet there is this element. I would say to people, there is this element of the prophetic voice that God calls upon us to speak uh, truth to power or to speak something to to the injustice of what's going on in the world or in society that we are called to do that God asks us to do, that it's an uncomfortable place to do. Because prophets don't choose this. They don't like, yeah, yippee, I'd like to be the person to go forward and then have my head beheaded over that. That's not the the kind of like party line they'd like to do. So it is a hard thing to do, and it's hard to uh, always explain in that way. Okay, it is. well, I have a question for you. Mm. Given that even back then, prophets would have likely been seen as being crazy people, and yet we are told that they were not crazy people but prophets... How should that make us think about current crazy I don't know people? If, I don't know if they were seen as being crazy people back then. I think this is this is what. Well, you're saying that their words wouldn't have been welcome. So their words wouldn't have been welcome. But I don't know so if they, they were, were seen probably as like mental dismissed. Or, well, I mean, don't you think like that's a, a way that issue? we dismiss people that we don't want to listen to? Is to say that they're crazy. Oh. That's one way of dealing with it. If you yeah. don't want to hear what someone says and you discredit their. Yeah. Well, you know, like the stories of the old, you would hear like a messenger would come and say, hey, so-and-so has uh, died and the king would like, I didn't want to hear that, so you're dead. So their their response was was often different and their practices were different, but I, I don't think it was that they were considered borderline personalities. I think now today we consider that to be maybe a way we would interpret that, and I think Nathan raises that point uh, well. Um, how we understand the blend of humans who we are and God's inspiration, that is the complexity of it. Well, and, I just I think we, we don't do well with any messenger coming to tell us something <laughs> that we don't want to hear. Yeah. So a good example right now would be climate change. There's kind of this, wow, it's a crisis thing. But a lot of people find that very, you know, they refer to it as a controversy um, things like that, kind of implying that there's more than one way to look at it. Yeah. Which is like, well, not according to actual evidence, there's not. The way to look at it is that we have this crisis on our hands that we have to deal with. It's not something that, but people would prefer, I think often we all do this, as long as you keep talking about something, like keep having a conversation about mm-hmm. it, you don't actually have to change anything that you're doing. But that can be pretty deadly as a way of, of going. And I think this is probably what these people were doing. In a way, you just find a way to 
not take something seriously and then you don't have to address it ever. Yeah, I think that's I think that's easy to do. So let me uh, repeat the question one more time. Um, in popular culture, prophets are often portrayed as borderline personalities. Uh, how would you explain a prophet to someone who has little understanding of faith today? Uh, think about that, talk about it with your friends and live love and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.